Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Wiseman say preview podcast here on a Thursday evening, but if you're listening to this on your commute on a Friday morning, good morning. <laughs> uh, my name is Frankie Francis. I'm with Craig Clark and Matthew Keeling. Hello, hi, hello, everyone. Hope you're well. Um, during the course of this podcast, we'll be hearing from Sunderland manager Jack Ross ahead of the weekend's fixture, and we'll be tackling all those issues which all Sunderland fans are, you know, debating at the moment. I guess we should start with a, you know, a little look back. To the weekend's game where we beat Rochdale four-one at home, Craig. Top L- stuff. Lo- a lovely old time, wasn't it? It was a lovely time. It was all done and dusted again by half time. One of those three-nil yep. at half time. Might as well just tell the other team to go home. Yeah, well, I mean, we didn't Keith Hill say we played at eighty percent? Yeah, I think the lads were talking on Monday about it, and I'd say that's about right. Yeah, and if you're playing at eighty percent and winning four-one, weathering that early storm again. Yeah, the, the, we're not again. It wasn't as much time. of it. Well, normally we don't. Yeah, but the, they weren't as good, were they? As some no. of the other teams. I was expecting players. them to be a little bit better for me. So was I. Yeah. Yeah, especially given the number of goals they've, they've scored this season. Yeah. Obviously, they did manage to score. Yeah. But I, you're less. See, if you concede and you score in four, you really don't care. Yeah. It's only when it's first and it sort of wrecks your game plan for yeah. thirty minutes while you sort that out that it's a problem. You win in four 0 You concede one. It's a bit of a blemish but not something you're gonna like lose sleep over is it no not at all and lots of positives to come out come out of mm. it um uh, magic getting another couple of goals you know sometimes you get cursed with these awards but he seems to have taken that and ran with it a bit hasn't he he's loving it isn't he yeah he's uh i think i'll keep saying it over and over again he's our most talented footballer just mm. in terms of i think of yeah. his natural kind of ability yeah. maybe mcgeady's up there with him um, one or two others, but I think as a nineteen-year-old, he's got yeah, he's, he's got a lot. Mainly. And the, I think he's a lot stronger as well than, than people sometimes realise. The way he shifts shifts like he's weight about to hold it. Like don't forget these these defenders he's playing against have been in League One, particularly Rochdale for probably all the careers yeah. or whatever. So they're used. To, he's playing against mm. proper old old pros, and he's he just looks he looks better than this. He does look. Last season, at times you thought, is he? Is he going to kind of kick on? Is he obviously with his injuries? Mm. But I think he's he is top quality, for, particularly for. for it's where been we are. a great opportunity for him to start regular <laughs> yeah. games as well, hasn't it? This season, and sometimes you know we forget about that, especially with the younger players in the modern football game. You know, given a chance, you, you need games. Well, it, you? Sh- it shows you why not loaning players out mm. to League One clubs has been a mistake. Yeah, absolutely. Um, the ones who we have loaned out 
have tended to be the ones who've then gone on and done something. Mm -hmm. I'm not saying that means because he's played in League One, Madger's going to then be as good as like Henderson and Pickford. It's not likely. It's possible. He's he's obviously got something about him, but it does benefit you. You're playing competitive football. And and whatever anyone thinks, League One is still a relatively high level of football in the grand scheme of things. And I look at him and I think 19-year-old, the way he can develop and grow with this team hopefully spearheading it, it's just, it's just, it's just exciting. Yeah. It's one of the most exciting young players we've had. Well, since, exclude Pickford because he was gone very quickly. He was obviously very exciting. Yeah. But other than that, probably since Henderson, can you think yeah. of an outfield young player no, no. of that quality? Not really. The, the only other ones, like you say, Pickford and Henderson, but they were almost extremes really in terms, particularly Pickford. And call, call back to an extent. Yeah. If, um, if Lyndon Gooch plays more like he did on the weekend and gets a couple of goals, has an end product to his work rate, arguably he's on that list, surely? Yeah, I think he saw, he started to offer a lot more. Early on, he's, he could flatter to deceive at times, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, he started to look up a bit more, which was essential, really, because he was just starting to... It looked great, but he just ended up running down blind alleys. He's, and, yeah. He's a bit of a cul-de-sac player yeah. sometimes. I do wonder. He's twenty-two. I didn't realise he's he? that young. Oh, I thought he's, he was twenty. I thought, so. I thought he was actually older. Oh, I don't really? know why. I think it's because he's been around forever. Yeah, it feels like he's been around. Yeah. Um, but he's pretty versatile. Yeah, we are looking at a potential striker crisis. Say if you know, Magic picks up a knock or a suspension. Mm. Sinclair's there, who I was a little bit disappointed with his cameo against Rochdale. He was on mm. long enough to have more of an impact than he did, mm. um, and he was in his preferred position. Yeah. And he looked a bit on his heels at times. Mm. Got to give him time to get up to speed. He's still got power, pace, mm. decent touch. Mm. But Gooch could have a part to play through the middle, I think. I think yeah. that's possible at didn't some he, point. Didn't he play up front against Cardiff last season at home? And I think he played, He scored the penalty. Mm. And he, he, I remember him playing up front for what I think it might have been that game. And he, It was probably one of his better games. Mm. And then he, that was when he just disappeared. Mm. For, for yeah, months. he did disappear for months last season, didn't he? And I mean, as a as a twenty two year old, you look at him and think, I reckon he could easily play championship. Yeah, I don't know if that's maybe as far as he goes. I'm, no, I could be wrong. He could develop much yeah. further. I'm pretty confident Madge's got a career in the top flight. Okay, I might be wrong. Put your money on it. But uh, Come on. that's where I, I, well, I'd, I'd, I'd say Madge at the bare minimum. I would expect him to spend a few years in the top flight. All right. Yeah. Uh, and before we move on from the weekend's game, word on arguably the man of the match, uh, Maguire. You're both fans, right? Massive fans. Well, I hate him, (laughs) but I don't really. It's all just banter. Yeah. (laughs) No, like, joking aside, he was absolutely superb. And I did criticise him, and I did call his performance, I think it was against Fleetwood, particularly selfish. Mm. But you know what? Jack Ross dropped him, comes back and scores an incredible goal at Mm. Burton. And then... He's he's earned his spot in the team, and he's put a marker down and said to McGeady... Gooch, others who were competing in those areas. Look, you're going to have to do something to dislodge me from the team. I just can't believe I was aware for both of his uh, majestic performances. Well, you, yeah, well. You, you should stay away more. We might get more out mm. of our players while you're not around. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> when Sorry, did you get Matthew. back, Matthew? <laughs> when did I get back? Yeah. Monday. Monday, so yeah. we've got to call that Ndong Monday. Ndong Day. Ndong yeah. Day. Um, <laughs> let's, 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 let's talk about it briefly then. Um, it looks like mm. he's... Um, He's been, well, he has been given notice. Good for the club to do that, Matthew, first? I think it's a strange one, isn't it? Because it's, although they've done the same thing, I think it's a totally different situation to the one with Jilla Bodgy because 
I think we've discussed it uh, in the chat and whatever that he may well have had some. Well, he he will have had some value, and it's almost <clears> as if the last of the windows have closed, maybe, and they're not going to get anything for him. So we're not paying him any wages, but can we get anything? For, I don't know anything well, about the legalities of it or whatever. Well, obviously they're seeking compensation from. Mm. I would presume a club who take him. So the, how do you judge? Well. The only example I could think of of this, because I initially said it was unprecedented, which is probably not true, because Chelsea sacked Mutu. That was and then, different circumstances, surely. It was, but they did seek and they won did compensation. They? I'm sure they won Could compensation you? from well, from, the, thought, from the club who bought from him. him yeah, they, yeah, really? they did. So, yeah. They wow. him for, I mean, I actually, I, I don't know. I'm not saying he was, what he did was right, but... I just felt like there was something really wrong with them, mm. like a club of the wealth of Chelsea. Basically, a billionaire in Abramovich. Mm. But he was a bit of a marquee. It was a bit of a marquee signer, wasn't he, at the time? Wasn't he? Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. But he was. He was. You know, he got taught of as being like the new Georgie Hadji and yeah. stuff, mm. didn't he? And it didn't really materialise. But there was something a bit uncomfortable about that. Whereas in this instance, I think the aim would be. If a club picks him up, right, we want some kind of. Combo. What would it be? Could you could you do something like, well, we accepted a bit of six million euros in the summer. That's what we want for him. That's what someone was prepared to pay for him. That's his value. Or do, does it go on, like some kind of tribunal? Yeah, like like what happens with the younger players if they leave? Yeah, you get compensated for their development. Why? Why yeah, do you think the? Been, uh, I know it was a different ownership and stuff like that, but you know, with the case of Adam Johnson, would the club have any grounds to sue the player? Similar to Chelsea when they they did did that. I never even thought about Johnson to be honest. It's a good point. I mean, obviously, it's, it's, it's a name that never gets spoken of. It's Voldemort now. Yeah, to, yeah. To anyone associated with Sunderland, but yeah. why 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 couldn't the club suit? Because you, you see, those, yeah. those lists have been going around since Monday. You know, the list of players who have all been sacked or left the club, and you know his name's on there. Mm. Why couldn't that be pursued? Or was it, was it a certain amount of time? Has to or has gone past now, so we couldn't do that. I, I, I don't know. You're um, not a legal uh, I'm expert. Not, um, if there are any legal experts listening, get in touch. Tell us why or why not. Yeah, cause it, because we put, yeah. like, we paid him f- for a year as well. Yeah. Obviously, Andy would have had a transfer value. Had, but wasn't wasn't it revealed basically, and that the club knew in some form or another? Does that maybe affect any legal? case you might have that I don't know how do you sue someone for I don't know defamation of brand or whatever I don't know, I'm just trying to think of something yeah. that yeah, just basically made up yeah. when you knew what he'd done mm. or yeah. someone knew what he'd done yeah I don't know it, it's probably a very complicated yeah. legal situation plus as we say we don't actually know whether should and dong find another club which I think he will mm-hmm. but be... someone will pick him up won't they and will, will we even get the combo like you say there's that could ramble on for years, potentially. Yeah, probably end up costing more than we get. It's quite possible. But probably end up somehow having to pay for him, like with the Alvarez situation, because mm. oh. that's just mm. Sunderland. Just I, forgot about, I always weirdest. forget about that one. <laughs> it's mad, isn't it? Yeah. Unbelievable. It's really, mad. really mad. I guess the only <laughs> other uh, big uh, talking point this week has been the comments and then clarification of the comments uh, of um, one of the new owners, the chief exec, um, Charlie Methven, has said on BBC Radio Newcastle during the week, where he appeared to call uh, fans parasites. He has since came out and clarified his words. He was saying that the landlords were the parasites and fans could never be 
um, parasites. Uh, how did you see that one from your point of view? Parasites isn't a great word, is it? No, but I think it, you know he was quite <laughs> emotionally speaking I about the situation, of which previous chairmen have came out, you, you know, and, yeah. and said this is a real problem. Do you think there's a problem, Craig, about um, pubs showing home matches in particular? It's hard to say. I think it's something that kind of blew away. No one really thought about it anymore because, frankly, if it was on in a pub for the past two years, who was even watching? Yeah, you were yeah. probably just not even looking at the screen. And I think um, it has still, like, I mean, I was firmly on the side that, look, this doesn't look good. A mo- like a millionaire or whatever Charlie is making those kind of comments about people and, and he, stuff about averaging a £12 a ticket. Yeah, if you've got a season ticket, which you have to buy up front or in instalments of much larger chunks of money than that. Mm. And frankly, maybe your decision isn't made on just... About going to the game, it's, I went out for a drink, the game was on in the pub. Mm-hmm. He has retracted the parasite comment, though he has questioned whether those people are supporters. Some of the other stuff that I just wasn't that keen on was like trying to appeal to this idea of civic duty. And it's like, to be fair, he's, you know, I'm sure financially he had to do this, but did just sack a lot of people mm. who were employed mm-hmm. and now don't have jobs. And that affects the local economy. And mm-hmm. you want to talk about civic duty? They've had a go at the council and the council tax amount, uh, the payments that they make. Again, it does seem rather high that yeah, they pay this crazy does, fee. Yeah. And I'm, I'm by no means a big fan of Sunderland Council saying that that's like, you know, great that they do this wonderful job. But you've just got to get the balance right. Yeah. We've just won a game 4-1. I think generally the Jillabodji and Dong thing's been universally met with. Pretty positive yeah. look. Let's clear it all out. Yeah. The lads who, like, Oviedo and Catamore, knuckled down, getting on with it. And just, you're kind of creating a debate where there wasn't one. Mm. And if you want to appeal to these people who won't come back, and a lot of people think they never were going anyway and wouldn't come back, and that's fine, you're entitled to your opinion. But if your idea is to appeal to them to come to games, that isn't the way to go about yeah. it. No. What if they're buying football shirts yeah. and other things? Well, you do you see that, I mean? don't you? Like when you're in a... You can be in the pub before the game and I'm ready to leave or whatever, and you you do see people come in, get prime spot in front of the telly, dressed in replica, replica yeah. kits, and obviously you think, well, sometimes you tend to think, well, if you're that bothered, why aren't you at the game? Exactly, I don't want to offend yeah. people, but then they have supported the club in a way because they bought the replica. And it brings up a whole difficult debate, isn't it? it, What consists of being a fan? Of course, there's Mm -hmm. the ultras, like 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 Matthew and Rory, who go like flinging plastic chairs down the boat (laughs) or whatever. You know what I mean? But then you know what? But what about the elderly man who went to a game? Who went has season ticket for fifty years and now can't make the games and maybe makes it down the town to catch the game mm. and then catches the bus just before the rush happens but very much follows everything about Sunderland. You probably listens to this podcast but you know can't get down to the stadium like for whichever reason it opens up a whole debate of what is a fan, doesn't it? I think it's like quite a modern phenomenon probably because of the fact that you can stream games now yeah. in a way that wasn't a thing before and I suppose as it as well especially the league we're in. It's, the allocations for away games are a lot smaller. Mm. And um, that is one way that people can watch the team when they're playing away. So I think if well you're going to shut it, it yeah. down, you shut the both down, yeah. don't you? Yeah, and that's you can't just shut down the home, home games. games. It's, but then It's illegal or it's not. Exactly. You can't just thing, say, right? oh, well, it's all right to watch the away games. But then 
at the same time, it's physically impossible for everyone who wants to go to the away game to go to the away so Unless you're there, then you can't watch it then. And, you know, uh, fair enough. That's if, by, that, law, by law, that's yeah. correct. And it is, yeah. But a lot of people like me, I've you know, I get to a few away games this season, but I've just nowhere near the points to I get half buy, of the ones this season. That, I haven't know? got the, the money. Well, yeah, it. and I haven't got the money or time to, to yeah. invest in that, as much as I'd like to, perhaps. Um, and I do go to the home games and... You know, yeah. great, that's fine. Well, we all go to the home games. Yeah. But I've got friends who don't and may watch it in other ways. And I kind of don't have a problem with that either because then they'll go to a game that they can get to when work allows yeah. or... Do you know what I mean? Mm. And maybe one game a month costs you 20 quid and then watching all those other games for five, six pound a pop, mm. that is a lot cheaper than paying 20 odd quid mm. on the gate. It's, mm. it's a dip. That, and, then, and that 20 quid as well is assuming... You walk into the game and walk in home. Exactly. Yeah. You're yeah. not getting anything. No food. You wait at the ground. No drink. No you're Snickers. Not, you're not. You're not, yeah. having, you're not <laughs> having to get a metro to the ground. You're not yeah. having to get a bus or drive. Even, or even petrol. Yeah. You know, even petrol, it's yeah. like things it's, like that. Uh, None of those pound bags of sweets. Oh, delicious. You know, fantastic. <laughs> Pumping his tunes out under the bridge <laughs> yeah. every week. Yeah, uh, lads, we're going to have to um, move things along because we're uh, you know, always push your time on the on the preview pod. We're going to start by uh, listening to what our manager Jack Ross had to say ahead of the weekend's fixture, speaking to Nick Barnes and Thomas Hill. On their day, they're, they're more than capable of beating anyone else in that division. Yeah, we've seen that obviously with the, the result against Barnsley early in the season, and again, what I found is that watching the club's previous game. Sometimes there's no bearing on the game when we go and play them. I mean, performances fluctuate quite a lot in this league at times. You, know, um, you can watch a team that'd be really good one week and then not so good the next, and vice versa. It makes it sometimes more difficult to predict what you'll face. But the good thing for us is we go in and you know, I keep saying we've been in a good frame of mind to think all season. But I think the manner of the bits of the game on Saturday and the players seeing that the work they've done in the training pitch paying off, I think means that we go in the Saturday now. A positive mindset and knowing the players know how big a week it is as well for us. The departure of Ndong and Jilabodji, mm. has it has it lifted a cloud that was over the club over a certain time? No, I mean not for me. Um I it's always been very simple for me. I've not had I've had no interaction with either of them, no dialogue with them, no involvement with them, I haven't worked one single day with them in the training pitch. So it it, it's actually I can be quite emotionless about it because it never impacted upon what I was doing. I know people would have believed that it was it was some sort of burden for the club to have. It never affected what we were doing on the pitch. Um, the great thing for me as the owners have been in aligned in alignment with my thinking. You know, never stresses about never said well this player's coming back and I think they obviously were disappointed with the with the conduct and they've acted accordingly. Um, you know how that pans out will obviously take, you know, be seen in the fullness of time. But for me, it was yeah, probably emotionless. It never really never affected me in any single way. Um, it's just you know, I've always been allowed to concentrate what I had here, and that's been that's been my focus. The great, it was a great response at the weekend from the previous defeat. In recent years, recent squads they could slump into a, a run of poor results. It's a test of their mental strength, isn't it? They've shown that already in, within games, the, the resilience, and I thought that the. The kind of few results that I went was, was like I said this was insightful for me to see because it just really hammered home the, ex- the expectation of managing this club and playing for the club because if you don't win then it, it's quite a big deal and not just because of the league we're in it's just I think in general um, which is good but it's also challenging 
one of the comments he said to the players at the bottom was don't you know, like I said this, don't dare slip back into that mindset that you know, we feel sorry for ourselves or we think here we go again or anything like that and made the point of saying I'll drag them along with me, you know, and we'll, and the response to the training I mentioned before the, the rocks of the game had been really good. And also I think it let them see that my behaviours were consistent in the wake of defeat. I think you can't overlook that. For a manager, he learns about his players in defeat, but they learn about me. Because it's okay me saying, oh, this is how I behave, this is how I conduct myself, this is how I'll do things. But they'd never seen it before, they'd never lost the league game. So now they've seen that, and I think hopefully they then have that increased trust in, in what you do, and that helps foster obviously those relationships that drive the club forward. And just lastly from me, I don't know whether you saw this week, that Sunderland is third out of European leagues, only the mm. Bundesliga and the Premier League is a beat, beating Serie A, beating league, La Liga. I mean, is that a sense of pride for you as a, as a manager of that? I think it's remarkable. And I don't want to sound patronising in any way. I think I would think it was remarkable if I wasn't the manager of Sunderland. You know, I think it's an incredible start, um, incredible show of loyalty. Um, and it's enjoyable for me as a manager because... Like, any manager or coach out there wants to have the responsibility of managing a club with that size of fan base. I mentioned it comes with pressure and expectation and expectancy, but I would rather have that, much rather have it. And the, the great thing for me is if I, if I get it right and I can bring success to the club, then it's going to mean an awful lot to an awful lot of people. And that, that for me, ultimately, loving football is a great thing to be involved in. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with plush care. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. I'm Sandra. And I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. You're listening to the Wise Men Say Preview podcast, looking ahead towards Sunderland's trip down to Coventry at the weekend. Any of you guys going? Yep. Yes. Oh, <laughs> we're about 5,000, aren't we? Yeah. yeah, it's great, isn't it? That's Fantastic. wonderful. Did you see that graphic that went round during the week? Yes. Of yeah. um, the Rico with uh, our seats in, just yeah. to kind of show. good, didn't it? Yeah, it's good. Yeah. Does that mean we're going to occupy well, it did like until a, a side rather than an end? Until someone popped up on Twitter earlier and went, actually, that's half your allocation and you won't be located on that side of the ground. Oh, Spoiled it. Spoiled Facts it. have ruined things. So, sorry about that. No, oh, they've absolutely spoiled that. Well, uh, looking forward might to as well go home then. Yeah, might as well go home. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm, I'm, I'm watching it on um, Sky Sports Television. Lovely. Myself. Lovely. Uh, nice something. and warm. Yeah, exactly. Not in a pub. <laughs> not in a pub. But no. maybe with a stubby or something. Why not? Probably, probably Weetabix, if I'm honest, though. Late <laughs> um, so, breakfast. Yeah. Uh, looking, looking forward to them, lads. Uh, yeah. Is it... Um, you know, a, a trip that you know you could see Sunderland winning, kind of indifferent this season, a little bit commonly, aren't they? I hope so. I've watched. They were on Sky the other week. They played Oxford, and mm. the game was minging. And <laughs> Oxford League One, baby. <laughs> Coventry won two one, I think. Um, and it, 
I saw did. I saw nothing in either side. Obviously, we've played Oxford. I, mm. I would, I think, I kind of say this every week. I would like to think we can go there and beat them, but they had. I think they got a penalty and took the lead from that. But mm. I'd like to think we can go there and beat them. To be honest, I saw nothing there that we should be afraid of. Yeah, they've only scored seven goals in the league this season. Conceded ten, you know, compared to ours. Like you know, we've scored nineteen now, which is mm. pretty good. For it is time really good going. We've conceded nine, so they've conceded one more. And, and the last time out, they got beat off Bristol Rovers away from home. And the last five, they have uh, lost one. Um, oh, sorry, lost two, won two, and drawn one so you can't really read much into their no. their form other than you can say well they don't actually score that often which will which is a good thing us. for us isn't because it? we again i think we still need to stamp out that don't concede early kind of thing well it's in speaking of that and speaking of oxford i mean oxford i think still only scored one away goal mm. or they had very up until very recently certainly the first away goal was against us mm-hmm. so there's another team who and it really aren't a good team mm-hmm. now if we weren't down to 10 men yeah, shoulda, woulda, coulda, and all that. We, yeah. we would have beaten them. Yeah, we yeah. would have won the game. But we didn't. And we can't afford, I don't think, mishaps against teams like that. And I would put Coventry in that kind of bracket. Yeah. They're more likely to be near the bottom of the table than the top, mm-hmm. judging by their record so far. So we need to really be winning games like that. Like yeah. That's what teams who get automatic promotion do. And of course, it would give, give good momentum as well, going into Tuesday night's game as well. well that's oh, yeah. a big one, isn't it? Peterborough. Hundred percent. I mean, for that reason, or one of the reasons, apart from the fact it's just quality, I'd be bringing Max Power straight back in. Yeah, well, let's move on to look at our side then. Is that the the only change, McGeoch for Max Power? Because that looks like a bit of an obvious one. Hundred percent obvious to me. Yeah, yeah. It's not even a question mark. I don't think. Do you think that's what the the manager will go with? He he says he's got no no injury concerns in the squad, except Donald Love's got a slight uh, ankle injury, and obviously Watmore's still not back. And Wyke, obviously. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I don't even know why I said that. Everyone knows. <laughs> he's, he's at home playing FIFA 18. He is. Wyke. Well, he's I'd love, imagine he is. He's I would be. Look, he's playing as himself, isn't he? Yeah, I would love that. That'd be good, yeah. wouldn't it? Fun. Would you uh, exaggerate yourselves if you were on FIFA? Like, absolutely. Give yourself yeah. maximum stats. Or yeah. Something? Yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> Take someone all the way to the top. What position? Every position. Yeah, what, pos- what position would you be? I, I like to think myself as a bit of a crafty winger. I would have had you down as a winger, and I don't yeah. know why. But there you go. There we go. Matthew? Uh, I just play up front, so I'd score all the time. Yeah, glory. And do all the celebrations and that. Yeah. Same on midfield for me. Yeah, well, yeah. yeah. There you go, go ahead and a nice little triumvirate yeah. going yeah. on there. Yeah. Just get a five-a-side going. Well, Stephen, Stephen, if you're listening, <laughs> better be. Get them games sorted, yeah? Yeah, we should play against other fan sites. That, Vocal Report. Yeah. I love Supreme. Bring yes. them on. A full tournament. And then True Faith. No ringers. From across the <laughs> river. Yeah. Mick Martin as manager, maybe. <laughs> I don't know. Mm. <laughs> um, so can, you, can you see any other changes in, in the side? Were you quite happy with the rest of the side, other than Mick perhaps underperformance? Do you think it's down to injury? <sighs> I, I hope so. He's had, <laughs> had a few games. So, Well, I keep saying this, and I, I keep saying speaking about the same players over and over again. I don't want to sound like I've got agendas against them. You just, But you speak as you not, find, right? Not, not agendas like someone like on Twitter, like Richard Easter Egg. Yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah, disgraceful Richard Easter Egg, isn't it? <laughs> Had to get that in there. I got it. Sorry, uh, no, that's fine. I think we should talk more about Richard Easter Egg. <laughs> no, so um, yeah, McGeek. My my issue is, well, he's not performed well. He looks like one of those players, a bit like Bridcut, who drops very deep to find space, 
And mm. I don't know a lot about the SPL other than like the obvious like mint crack of people like Kyle Lafferty, etc. <laughs> and Alan McGregor. Yeah. But like in terms of the actual football, maybe it's just not that physical a league. And maybe you get a bit more space and time. Like League One, for its many, many faults, mm. is very physical. Yeah. So he's coming deeper and deeper to get the ball. Say it is a fitness thing. Well, when are you ever going to be fit? Yeah. Look at his record: twenty games a season. Because average. if he if he needs if he's going to need games to get fit, and he's going to perform like that in the games that he's getting, you, you can't just leave him in yeah. until it. You can't do that. I don't know if he's maybe. He's, I don't know. Great. I haven't seen a great deal of him. I don't know if he's could be one of them players that when he has a great game, even when he has a great game, you don't you don't notice him that much. But I don't know if he's that mm. sort of player. I don't know if he's a player that's going to take a game by the scruff of the neck. And Well, like, a few, a few people have had kind of conversations on Twitter about him saying, like, you know, he needs to be 10 yards further up the pitch. And I totally would agree with that. Is he choosing to sit so deep? Is he being asked to? Is it the only way he can get himself into the game because it's just passing him by? Will more fitness mean he gets his foot on the ball? I think he's a substitute. He looked all right in the first couple of games. Mm. And he, but he played. He played in that checker trade game, and was just a not. He just oh, coasted was, to the game. He oh. reminded me of just a performance by someone like Christian Riveros. Yeah, that's not a badge. Out. It was just fine. He did nothing mm. wrong. He couldn't be. But sometimes you you have to do things wrong. Don't to be do afraid to do good. things wrong. It's, yeah. Gamble a bit. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, he does. He looks like a very safe player. He likes to, and that's fine. You that's, do. You need that if you're tuning a little bit. Seventy-five yeah. minutes, though, don't you? If you, you can. You're saying if he was going to yeah. be impactful yeah. from the bench. Yeah, that's. I think he does look like someone you could probably just ease in from the bench for the time being and wait until. Again, I think you know McGeady's going to have to wait for his chance because he's behind players who are performing. Yeah, and I think McGeeck. Is, I know power's been suspended, but he's well behind him in terms of power performance comes straight levels. back in for me. He's got it, surely. Yeah. I mean, he's, he's, what, a, what a great player he's been so far. And you kind of drop Catamore. I mean, no, no. Maguire was brilliant on Saturday, but I'm not, I don't think Catamore was far behind. Cats is doing that thing as well this season where he just wins every single yeah. set-piece header and yeah. stuff like that. I'm just like, what? He's, he's like a... He's been reborn. He's, yeah. he's I'll say it, he's Glenn Hoddle. <laughs> Christian Averroes and Glenn Hoddle in the middle of the park. what a combo let's uh, let's have a look at uh, Twitter because earlier on uh, Wiseman's here podcast uh, Twitter account asked uh, any any questions or beef or anything like that uh, six of the best has been in touch said can we get 35,000 on Tuesday for the top of the table clash against Peterborough what do you reckon 35,000 midweek though they're not going to bring they're not going to bring a lot up are they There's no, no it's, it's on the Grand Central uh, rail route <laughs> yeah. wow I would say you are likely to stop. Well, it doesn't stop. It might do if you put the hands out or something. <laughs> I don't know. Even even if it was running smoothly and on time to Sunderland's fantastic uh, railway station, <laughs> they whether they brought two or three thousand up, which they aren't going to. Midweek game, you're not going. Yeah, you're nah, just you're not, not going to. It's going to be twenty six, twenty seven. If we're lucky, yeah. Um, a good, a good result of the weekend fine. can help that Still, as well. Yeah. yeah, if we get a good result, and you know what, come back to Charlie Methvin, something he has done well, he's actually drum up. Yeah. yeah. If he gets back into that mode, yeah. Yeah, come on, bring it on, like, but it's hard midweek. Yep. Next one, uh, Michael Bowers has been in touch. White injured for the first five games, 13 points. Available for the next three, two points. Out again, we beat Watchdale. Coincidence or curse? Come on, I don't Matthew. Think it's a Matthew curse, too. but I'd. I don't think it's that much of a coincidence. I, f- I think it doesn't fit the way that 
I'm not saying he's a bad signing or a bad footballer, but he doesn't seem to fit the way that the team wants to play or the or the best way that the team plays. He, for me, that he came, yeah he came on and he got the equaliser against Oxford. That's right, yeah. Mm. Um, and he played quite well. And in he that did, game, but actually. did he start against Fleetwood? And he he just doesn't. It was Bert, he started against Burton, right? Yep. And I think and he, he came just, on against Fleetwood. I don't know. The, the team seems to change the everything about the way that. So look, they get the ball to him immediately, and he doesn't. I don't know, and I'm not. I don't want to <clears> criticize him really. He's only played three games, but yeah. the problem for him is, I think, um, his big chance at a big club, and he's going to miss half of the season, mm. and he's going to have to spend time getting fit, and his chance might pass him. But I mean, you know, we've got to go up this season. So I it think. could strengthen in January. Is that what you're saying? Or well, even if we don't, he's, he's, if Madger's fit, he's not getting in ahead of him unless his form drops off a cliff. Sinclair, hopefully by then, kick on, yeah. will kick on. And you just wonder how many opportunities is he going to get? Because mm. like Matthew says, he does somehow his presence changes the dynamic of that it team. It slows everything down. He slows the whole the whole game down, breaks away. I don't, I don't know, it's a, it's a strange one. It's... I think it's a curse, but I'm not sure it's a coincidence. Yeah. No, I would, I would agree with that. As well. uh, final one: the, the terrace, uh, the terrace life uh, on Twitter got in touch and said, "If you could choose one player kit to put on one of our retro kit mugs, who would it be and why?" Uh, have you thought about this? Well, I know Matthew's going to say, "Well, it'll be Chris McGuire." <laughs> Does it have to? Is this like a current player that we're talking about? Retro. It? If it's a retro mugs. one, I'd put Craig Russell on because he was my favourite player when I was the Jarrah. You could have Phil Gray because, like, you had lovely oh, hair, didn't he? I love Phil Gray. I had him. I love you remember Phil that Gray. turkoise? Um, yeah, I, I, know, I, mean, I had yeah. like so. P Gray on the back of that. Oh, because it was in the era, of course, of three Greys. <laughs> it was. Yeah. Can you remember the infamous the gray headline? Area. No. What was that? I think we got beat off someone, which was wasn't unusual yeah. at home. Gray day on we side. <laughs> <laughs> it was perfect. Nice. nice. Um, I would go Kibitsky then. I used to have oh. the exact same shirt and I had Kibitsky on the back of it. He I love Kibitsky. What a cult hero. Talk to cult yeah. heroes. I met Ruben Agbula at the last game. Nice, nice. Nice chap as well. Right, predictions for the weekend then, boys. What are you saying? We'll start with you, Matthew. 12.30 kick-off against Coventry down at the recall. 2-1 to Sunderland. We're still conceding a goal. We'll, con- we'll concede, yeah. They, on average, they score every 110 minutes. Well, they'll be due one. Okay. <laughs> well, it's got one the last game. Uh, oh, well, they aren't then. Uh, I'll take us to win 3 0. Wow. I'd love that. It'd um, be great, wouldn't it? With... Yeah. Do you know what? I just, I just want a, a nice professional 1 0. I'd take it. I'll up. take any victory. Straight up. Yeah, of course. Any victory. Oh, they do say a point away from home's good. Not, I think not you, want a, you want two, two wins, two <laughs> wins <laughs> on the spin. <laughs> Damn. Yeah, exactly. Not a cover. Yeah. Two wins None on of that the spin rubbish. going into that Peterborough game. I don't know who they've got this weekend. Which should have probably had a look. They've got Blackpool at home, I think. Right, so they'll probably win that. Mm. And that that really does mean if we win the game, we'll still be four points behind them if they yeah. both win. You can't lose on Tuesday, can Portsmouth you? Portsmouth have got Plymouth away, I believe. Plymouth well, haven't started well, have they? No, they haven't won. I think they've only got one point. So the Portsmouth should win Plymouth that as well. Because they so. actually beat Peterborough at London Road as well. Mm. Which yes. Is their only they're defeat. unbeaten, aren't they? Yeah, Portsmouth. they're the only unbeaten one. They've drawn, like us, drawn too many. Well, relative to Peterborough. Mm. But I mean, I'm, I don't know. I'm like Gareth was saying on Monday. I know this is extending the pot a bit, but um, I'm nervous every game because I feel like any game we don't win is a disappointment because mm. we should just be Steam too big win. for the division. Yeah. We and can't all that. win in a way. Yeah, it's like when you get in cup games and stuff against you're expected to win. Yeah. So if you win, 
yeah, great. So you should have. And if you get beat, it's like, oh, it's a bit of a embarrassment, really, at times. Like mm. that DJ Campbell-inspired defeat against Brentford a few years ago. Now we're a division below them. Yeah. You know, that's life. That's football. Miles behind where we're at. Brentford. Like, it is. Where we're at, and that. Brentford, no disrespect to them, who I once accidentally disrespected. They're a club, I actually think, in terms of the way they play and the mm. way they've progressed. That's who we should be emulating. Right, well, we'll there see. Uh, we'll be back in some form on Monday with uh, Stephen and Gareth, probably on the, the usual one. And then we'll be back on the Thursday, which we'll, we'll know Thanks for listening. Serves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.